Hi all. So a while ago on YouTube, I stumbled down a wormhole of small kitchen appliance reviews. As I was looking to buy an air fryer and perhaps maybe a pressure cooker, that's when I stumbled across one of the worst YouTube chefs of all time. His name is Jack Scalfani, as I like to call him. Jack Salmonella Scalfani. I watch video after video of him butcher, sometimes quite literally, recipes. Imagine driving slowly past a multi-car pileup on the interstate. That's my face as I watched him teach the internet how to make partially cooked meals of varying types and taking awful and unneeded shortcuts to recipes that are already quick to prepare. The absolute horror of Jack's lazy man chefing air quote techniques to my boyfriend Tom and now since we can't unsee it we are opening your eyes to it as well I'm Michelle and I welcome you to join us for this horrific journey better known as Pink Chicken and the Lazy Man welcome back to Pink Chicken and the Lazy Man Pink Chicken and the Lazy Man that's right folks we are recording yet another podcast for you this is a traditional recorded to tape podcast not a video podcast as some other YouTubers would like you to believe which is not a true podcast in the true podcast sense of the term we have some family stuff coming up so we're going back to our normal format which is regular podcasting in lieu of the live streams you'll be watching this in lieu of the podcast on January 7th also happy new year and Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Festive Kwanzaa, Festive Kwanzaa. For you atheists, have a nice day. So we're coming back from winter break and we're still talking about Julia and June. We're picking up where we left off. I'm Michelle Pink Chicken, in case you've forgotten. And I'm Tom the Lazy Man, in case you've forgotten. It's been a while. It's yes. been since like October, I think, was our last actual yes. podcast. Sadly, the Pink Chickadee has flown home, so we won't get to hear her lovely voice on this episode. But Thank you for the positive feedback. Yeah. She's very gratified. She's she's now had a little taste of podcast stardom. Yes. And she's hungry for more. The second video that we're going to be reviewing in the Julia and June series is the Julia Child's amazing brownie recipe. Guys, they're amazing. Best I can tell, there is a Julia Child's brownie recipe, but there's an adaptation of it on a blog that I found called Garlic Girl, and she has a recipe blog. And you and know, only fans. That part's a lie. You have to get the whole life story when you go to a recipe blog, like how brownies change changed their life and how, you know, Julia Child... When I was a five-year-old little girl, my father first took me for brownies. We were walking through Manhattan. It was Christmas time. <laughs> and I could smell the brownies in the air for blocks going down to the bakery of milk and cookies. Anyway. You know, if you've ever tried to look up a recipe and come across one of these blogs, they give you their whole background about making this particular food product. Their relationship with peanut butter, their relationship with brownies. Or Julia Child's in this case. Or since, Girl Scouts. Since that's her, this is her recipes. Brownies are young Girl Scouts, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. This recipe recipe is literally word for word copied from Garlic Girl's blog. The same amounts, same ingredients, same technique. But I can't verify that this is Julia Child's original recipe. Well, one of the problems with Jack's Julie, uh, Julia, 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 yeah, it's confusing. Julia in July. No, in June. Ju Julia in, yeah, it should be Julia in July. Yeah, but July he's doing makes... Julia in June because reasons. It rolls off the tongue better if it would have been right, July. Julia 
in July. Was, right. Right. That's why I was tripping over my own words. Because I'm like, wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. It's not that. It's Julia in June, which doesn't make any sense. You think he would call it Julia or something weird. I, that's what I would do. One of the problems with Jack is Jack, because he's the lazy man, does no research. These came out horrifying. I don't want to spoiler it too much, but a reverse kitty litter box situation yes. going on. Much like everything else Jack attempts, though it consists of two prime ingredients, jump cuts and lies. In this case, the lies are that Jack is a huge fan of Julia Child. Probably never watched her. No. That's Jack's familiar with her recipe book. That never happened. No, the WBGH or is it GBH people? WGBH. GBH people copyright struck one of his videos for using footage without proper permission or giving credit because right. it was their archival footage of her shows. And for those of you not familiar with WGBH, that is Boston's public television station. If you in Boston, these are the people who bring you Barney. They bring you Sesame Street with Big Bud. These are the people that would give that. You see him going full wall. Oh, yeah, there you go. Right, so, so these are the people who would bring you Barney. You know how pissed off you have to piss off the people from Boston who bring you Barney for them to throw a copyright strike at you? That's how pissed off WGBH was. The Barney people are at Jack. Mm. I'm going to try to stop doing the accent now. It'd be hard. <laughs> yeah, so, so they copyright struck one of his videos. That was early on in the month, I believe. Thinking back to June, there was a series on HBO Max. It was an eight-episode run. Allegedly got renewed, but, you know, there's turmoil at HBO. HBO Max, and, Discovery, yeah. Warner, AOL. Pretty much any streaming services right. now are in jeopardy the of losing. HBO Max, Carl Jr., by the time you hear this. Mm -hmm. Lots of mergers and acquisitions going on. But this was at the time, if you, if you hearken back to the halcyon days of early summer 2022, there was some heat regarding Julia Child. There was the HBO series. There was a Food Network competition series. Right. It just seemed like a lot of people were celebrating Julia Child's life and work at that time. It was it was really in May when it took off. But of course, Jack doesn't strike when the iron's hot. Nope. He strikes when it's completely cool. Well, he's lazy that way. Yeah. The series was already over. The right. competition series was already over at that point, right. too. Right. The first season of Julia on HBO was had concluded. Here's Jack bringing up the caboose of the Julia Child train that everybody was on in mid-2022. And of course, Jack, again, fucking it up royal. Not only does he miss the opportunity, not only does he mess with the, he doesn't do proper branding for the month it airs, he also screws up each and every recipe. The, the last time out on this show, we covered the meatloaf train wreck. Right. Uh, um, and there's still some to go. I think probably the best one of the series was the Coco Vaughn. The reason for that is, is it's pretty forgiving. It's stew. Right. How can you fuck up stew? Well, you know, Jack finds a way to fuck up anything. Right. You're technically braising the chicken so it can't burn. Now he has a, a new, nice new Wi-Fi crock pot that will do that for him. Well, there you go. <laughs> he can ruin food from as many as 300 yards away. So this video is the amazing brownie video from June. As we record this here in the beginning of the year of 2023, only has about 3,000 views on it, 3,100 views. It says it was released six months ago, so it's roughly about six, adds up, adds six up. months. Yeah, adds up. This video is 12 minutes long, which is, you know, for Jack's standards, oh, yeah. this is a long video for Jack. Jack messes up each and every aspect of this. The timing, not citing the recipes, not giving you the full context of what he's doing. Also failing to realize that one of the things that made Julia Child, Julia Child was her very perfect sense of technique. She was French trained. She cooked in French kitchens. She was known by, who's the uh, gentleman, Jacques Papin. People who actually know how to cook, people who were chefs in their own right, hold her in high regard for her technique and her use of proper ingredients. None of these things would apply to Jack, and Jack doesn't have the wherewithal or the self-awareness to basically say, hey, maybe I'm biting off more than I can chew here. I can barely make goddamn microwave burrito 
windows without burning myself and the house down. How the fuck am I gonna match a, a, a classically trained French chef like Julia Child? Nope, not Jack. The bonus fun in this one is how much he involves mommy wife Tim. We always talk about cooking near Jack. Mommy wife does a lot of the heavy lifting in yep. this episode. She set up the counter, did most of the combining, because yes. it's really a combining recipe. The secret to the technique of this recipe seems to be you start out with a boatload of ingredients, lots of ingredients. Jack normally like a three or four ingredient guy. This is like a dozen ingredients and you combine one or two of them and then you combine three or four of them and then they all finally combine into basically your chocolate brownie and your peanut butter topping or it looks like it's supposed to be the center of the brownie. He screws that up. We'll get into that. It's supposed to be a layering on, a pyramid of ingredients and technique leading you to the apex of amazing brownies. Jack being the clueless pharaoh that he is trips over that and falls in the Nile. <laughs> I said denial. <laughs> oh, oh, Double pun for you, good folks at home. Let's synchronize our utubulators, break them out of the closet, dust them off. You know, it's Christmas time is over. Right. Take a swab of alcohol or a wet nap yeah. that you steal from a chicken wing restaurant. <laughs> uh, take that, clean the contacts, blow on it a couple times, make sure they're good and clean and dry yep. before inserting the cartridge in the... Oh, wait, that's a Nintendo. Oh, yeah. So, yes. Synchronize <laughs> your utubulators. We are hitting play in five, four, three... Remember over the summer, Jack started revamping his channel. So we're on iteration two or three of the intro. And this is the one where he blankly stares into the camera with the dopey look on his face and then does the yes. slight head tilt. The one that he was using until he noticed that we were making fun of it and then he pulled it down yeah, and changed he... it. And now for the holiday time, he seems to be using some weird, doleful Christmas music yes. instrumental. It, sound, it almost sounds like a tuba. It's weird. <laughs> or like a bugle. Maybe. Yes. Then we get the short title card announcing that this is a Julia in June episode, uh, yeah. which he doesn't really carry through all the time. And this is also one of the things he got struck for by the Bonnie people. What's interesting here is when we come out to the wide shot of the counter, all of the ingredients are laid out fairly nicely yeah. by size and shape and everything. It's very visually appealing, but he doesn't know what they are, which to me means mommy wife Tim laid them out for him. Well, he even references that as he's going through the ingredients, he gets to the two chocolate bars because you, you put actual melted baker's chocolate into the recipe and he has no idea what that is. So he sees these two little things on the end of the counter. He's like, ah, one of these is unsweetened chocolate. One of these is bittersweet chocolate. I don't know what any of the, uh, but mommy wife. And then she has to tell him what's what. You're starting out with sugar, confectioner sugar, baking, either soda or powder, vanilla extract, eggs, peanut butter, salted and unsalted butter, and two types of chocolate bars. You mentioned there's both granulated and powdered sugar. Yeah. Oh, flour. Flour is also there. Uh, again, these are typical brownie or just typical generic baking ingredients. If you go down the baking aisle of your Piggly Wiggly or Harris Teeter, we're in Funnel Line of Studio, so that's our supermarkets of choice. But if you go down the baking aisle, that's what Jack has in front of him here. Sugars, flour, vanilla, eggs. It's the staples if you're an active baker. I'm actually shocked that he did pick pure vanilla extract. Yes. Because that's the expensive stuff. Ain't no beaver glands in that. <laughs> so or musk so then he goes rat or whatever they they make imitation vanilla out of the anal glands of some small rodent creature then he goes he goes into the flour and the I guess baking soda salt. baking powder mixing the salt into the flour basically mixing all the dry ingredients right and he's like oh well you could sift this but I'm not gonna do it I'm just gonna use my whisk yeah he mentions he's like oh I'm kind of lazy about this so I'm not gonna use a sifter it's like Jack the sifter is a purpose-made kitchen tool you use a sifter so that you don't have to try and beat it 
it together with a fork and try to separate the flower clumps. The sifter blows through this in very easy work. If you don't want to use an actual sifter, you just basically dump it into a sieve and tap the side of the sieve until the flower sifts itself through the holes in the sieve, which we have seen him do in an older episode of Cooking with Jack. He's done that before, so the fact that he's not doing it here is curious. They're making, this is the peanut butter topping, the next part that they combined. So they combined all the dry ingredients. Now they're moving on to the combination peanut butter filling topping, however you want to call right. it. They know they have to beat this together because it's like the confectioner sugar. Butter and peanut butter. The butter and peanut butter. They They're use creamy. floppy bowl. Floppy to, bowl. To mix it in rather than a hard-sided bowl. It's the wrong application for this type of bowl. Plus, I don't even know where you would use floppy bowl. Liquids. You, what you want to use a floppy bowl for is if you're combining several liquids together and then you want to pour it out. When you lift up floppy bowls, flaps. It would help you pour the liquid that you created out. Using it for a semi-solid mixture like this doesn't make any sense. Also, I'd like to point out, this is Jack's technique of using a liquid measure cup to measure solid ingredients. If you notice, he's got that little OXO gradiated measuring cup, which is supposed to be for liquid ingredients. And that's what he measured both the sugar and the peanut butter with. The difference is liquid measure is done by volume. Solid measure is done by weight, by mass. A fluid ounce cup, eight fluid ounces, is different than say eight ounces of meat. The measurements are completely off. Now you're talking in terms that Jack can understand. I paused it so he could get the whole description out because we're going on to the next Next part now, the Jack melting of the chocolate for the brownies. In a Jimmy rigged, his term, in a Jimmy rigged double boiler. What he's done here is taken a larger rock pan and put it, put a smaller like saucepan rock pan inside of it. There's more than one pot size difference between these two pots. And if you've ever done double boilers before, even if you actually went through the trouble and expense of buying a real double boiler, the one thing you know is a double boiler fits fairly snugly. The place where you're going to boil the water to have the pot within the pot. Both pots are kind of almost equal in yeah, size. Yeah, you're trapping the heat. Also, I think they have the water level up too high because the smaller saucepan is like almost like bobbing in the water when right. it starts to boil. If they had a Pyrex bowl, put the Pyrex bowl right on top of a boiling pot of water. Or better yet, if you have a Pyrex bowl, just throw the chocolate in there and melt it in the microwave. For the Christmas crack episode, which came before this one, Jack just threw the almond bark or the white chocolate bark in the bowl and melted it in the microwave, which is a perfectly valid way of melting chocolate, because that's all they're doing here in the double boiler is melting the chocolate. Yeah, you're you're messing up two pots. It's just using, it's just wasteful, counterintuitive. So they put in the chocolate, they put the butter in, they cut it into pieces. The worst part of this is they take the sugar, because it's like a cup of sugar, I guess, to mix into this chocolate mixture along with the butter, mm. and they dump it all in at once. Right. Rather than pour some in, mix it up, pour more in, now that that's incorporated, and then just keep doing it. Four of a cup at a time. So you do it four times. Also, they're using the big stupid red ore paddle to mix this it, with. I hate that fucking ore paddle. I hate that she ore She hates pad. it the way I hate the double pipe for it. It's, it's, it's just like, here. it looks like a piece of plastic someone broke off of a cutting board. Like, it's not even a real utensil. You could use Pink Chicken's hate here to melt that chocolate all by itself. <laughs> no Jimmy rigged boiler necessary. I just don't know why they dumped that whole cup of sugar. And mommy wife Tim here trying to incorporate it. It looks just a wreck. Jack 
Jack is the lazy man. He just wants to dump everything in at once, which when you're trying to copy a, a skillful French chef's baking protocols, you really don't want to do that. So because this video is so long, we get a mid-roll ad, which is not normal for Jack videos as of late. He wants to be in and out and be done with the video. Low effort, low effort. Yeah. We're off of the stove now. We got the chocolate mixture allegedly combined. In Time the, index, six minutes. In the double boiler situation. So now we're back in an extreme close-up of the counter and there's two bowls. There's the red one where he has all of his flour. Yeah. Now we're combining an egg mixture. Four eggs, whites and yolks. And what was that? Sugar, I think they put in there. A cup, More cup sugar. and a half of granulated sugar. And mommy wife is going to try and beat this with the whisk attachment on her hand mixer and splashes everywhere. Also off to the left, you can see the peanut butter mixture they did earlier. Take four eggs, cup of sugar. They combine it all. They're going to cut the egg mixture in half, add half of it to the chocolate, and then add half of that to the dry ingredients when they incorporate it later on. It would be two eggs, basically, that you're putting in there. Jack didn't read the recipe or really infer in the recipe, well, hey, if I have to have four eggs and one cup of sugar and then divide it in half, the smarter approach would be to mix two eggs and a half a cup of sugar and then mix two eggs, eggs and, and a half a cup of sugar right. when you're ready for it later on. Right, so Not it's Jack. more more um, precise. The other thing that he was mentioning here as he was mixing in the eggs into the chocolate was he was trying to, he doesn't want them to cook. He, he was worried about them cooking. He doesn't know the term tempering. He doesn't know what tempering is. He's quickly mixing the chocolate mixture and then dumps in the what he believes to be two eggs. And then the other two eggs or whatever is remaining from the four egg mixture that he split up. He's um, supposed to be beating into a meringue. He's yeah. supposed to be creaming that egg mixture with the sugar till it forms high stiff peaks. So it forms almost like a foam, like a solid foam. He gets it to the consistency of pre-cooked scrambled eggs. That's about it. This chocolate has been out on the counter for I don't know how many minutes. We only know what has elapsed here in the video, but it's starting to cool down and solidify a little yes. bit. Sugar contained within it is beginning to recrystallize. The chocolate's coming down in temperature, which means it's going to start changing consistency as well as affect the baking process. And the eggs too, like the right. fact that they were heavy and not light and fluffy. You can see when he has it in the pan, it's a pretty thick brownie mix that he's come up with. We're at the part where the chocolate brownie mixture combined with the flour is in the bottom of the baking pan. And mommy wife Tim is now scooping blobs of the peanut butter mixture on the top. And they're just now, blobs. There's no shape to them. There's no like rhyme or reason where she places these blobs. And she's using a full on tablespoon to do this, a big metal spoon to do it. You would think you'd be wanting to do little fistful, little fingerfuls of tablespoons. And then we see the result. I don't understand. I mean, I read the recipe. They call it a filling. But if you're putting it on the top, that's not a filling. That's more like a frosting. Much like you would do an Italian love cake where you take the sweetened ricotta cheese mixture and place it on top of the light chocolate batter. Eventually what happens is ricotta cheese mixture sinks through as the cake rises, the filling falls to the bottom. So that's probably what's supposed to happen here. Problem is it's a brownie mix and they didn't do the egg fluffing properly. Jack's not even a good fluffer, <laughs> although we hear mandate Robert say different things. But um, Jack, um, or anyone else behind the dumpster <laughs> at the RVs, wink, wink. What you don't get from Jack is you don't get a proper fluffing. Mommy wife has not fluffed the egg mixture yeah, properly. Yeah, it's, it's very so thick. So it's a brownie mix to begin with. If you did it properly, you might have a chance of the peanut butter mixture being heavy enough to sink down through the chocolate as the chocolate cake brownie rises. None of that happens here. What you get is, like Pink Chicken said, a reverse kitty litter box cake. You get a big brown pile with lighter tan piles sitting on top on the surface. The way that the blobs kind of solidified in 
into the oven. It looks like a Z, like a Zorro cake. I'd say more like the Greek letter Sigma. It's like a Sigma pie. Ah, brownie so, pie. Indeed. Sigma brownie pie. But what I would have done here, knowing... An RB Dumpster's treat. Knowing how thick that was and seeing how this came out, it could go one of three ways. We one, would like them in reverse chronological order. <laughs> one would be maybe put in half of the brownie mixture, and if you really truly want this to be a filling, then put a layer of the... Ah, put, he put, might have missed that step. I read that blog, and I don't know that that was a step on there. Right. But maybe... All maybe you knew it, was her happy childhood memories right. of brownie eating. Or, you know, you could marble it, put it on top, but like drag a knife through the, the yes. thing. So you're you're incorporating it a little bit more, but you're getting kind of like the peanut butter throughout the entire mixture. This is the one way that, you know, Jack screwed up and he didn't use Julia Child's recipe. He used this girl bloggers version of Julia Child's amazing brownie recipe is that she probably missed the step where you're supposed to put half of the brownie mix in, then the peanut butter, then cover it with the remaining brownie mix. That would make it a peanut butter filling. Even if you did with the chocolate egg white mixture to perdition, I still don't see as that being light enough right. that putting the filling on top will sink through it like an Italian love cake. So the filling in the center, the marbling possibly on the top, or if you want a good solid coverage, use the peanut butter mixture as an icing or a frosting and like just spread it evenly throughout the entire brownie. Those are my three things that maybe would have made this not as big of a failure as it is. Well, again, coming back to the idea of technique, one of the reasons that you would this to the peanut butter, incorporate it before baking, is peanut butter is very thick, but it's a fat. So if you put the peanut butter on before you put it in the oven, in the heat of the oven, because you have to have fairly high heat to cook a brownie recipe, it would also render the peanut butter into a, more of a liquid. It would thin the peanut butter out, it would incorporate with the chocolate mixture, and you get a, a more even distribution of peanut butter. But if you fuck up the peanut butter creaming, which he did, and you fuck up the chocolate creaming, which, which they did, did <laughs> uh, then you get the monstrosity that we see here, the reverse kitty litter box of brownies that we see on the screen here. They do have kitty litter cakes that you can make with the little Tootsie Rolls. It's kind of like that, except without the Tootsie Roll. That's, that's what it ends up being, and from the sounds of it, because Tammy went and cut into this brownie monstrosity, whatever you want to call it, because it's not brownies. It's not even cooked all the way through. When you see it on the plate, at least the peanut butter part wasn't, but when you looked at the inside of the brownie, the batter still looked like fudge. One of the issues with getting a brownie mix right, hot and moist, one of the difficulties about getting a brownie mix is brownies are by their nature hot and moist. Moist. <laughs> For you ASMR fans out there. Charles, we're looking at you. Look at you, Charles. <laughs> it's hard to tell when brownies are done anyway. Like yeah. even if you use a box mix brownie and it says, okay, 30 minutes in the oven, you pull it out in 30 minutes, you're like, mm, is this really done? Is it gonna cook the rest of the way on the counter? The brownies are a tough nut to crack as a normal baker. When you're uh, when you're like mommy, when you're like mommy wife, when you're like man toddler Jack, who don't know, and mommy wife Tim, who don't care, it's gonna be even harder to get it right. And they don't. If you look at the middle brownie, because he has five plated. The middle one specifically does not look done. That the other brownies seem to be worshipping. They're kind of yeah. surrounding it like a Stonehenge. Right, right. But yeah, the in addition, the center brownie, you could see that like two or three inch pile of peanut butter filling that didn't go through. Right. Because of the texture and consistency issues that we highlight. If I would have to guess, I would say the center one came from the center of the pan. And the rest of them 
may have been an edge, so they look a little bit more done. Coming to the end of the video, Jack is about to take his sample bite, looks up at the ceiling, so he's lying. And he admits that he screwed them up. Oh, yeah. He still eats it. So it's like raw, four raw eggs in this. Well, looking at it, he's like, yeah, these obviously didn't turn out right. At the end of it, he's just like, but it tastes amazing. And of it course smells, it does. And it smells amazing. You have three different types of sugar in the damn thing, two different types of chocolate, and probably a fucking more than a quarter pound of butter. You're gonna like it, Jack. And yeah. These are all these. These. This is your greatest hits going on, buddy. And sugar. And sugar. Lots of sugar. They're Too like a sugar. whole a whole cup of sugar. And I, I don't. Ton of sugar. Yeah. Oh, don't forget because he's using the liquid cup instead of the solid cup measure. He got more sugar. So this was a total fail, as far as I'm concerned. I'm not a baker by any stretch of the imagination, and I was really hesitant to even suggest talking about this video because I have no place to talk. I don't bake really anything. Nonsense. Your banana pudding is to die for. Yeah, but you don't bake that. Shh. <laughs> Just take the compliment. I have no place to speak about it. That's more like Tom's wheelhouse because he grew up in the cake making industry. My sister for a short period of time had a business making wedding and occasion cakes. I was both the assistant baker as well as the icing maker, sometimes a colorist, which given my colorblind capacity is kind of funny. But if you know the Wilton food colorings, they say what they are on, on the little tin of paste color. He has more of an idea about this stuff kind of stuff than I do. We're zero for two now. We're ending this podcast zero for two in the right. Julia Child recipe. Right. Or there. Let me think about this because there's there three, would be four at most weeks eight. at most eight of these. But I don't think he got all eight. I feel like he went off script at some point. I think we only got six or seven. Yeah, that makes sense depending on how the days felt because he releases on Tuesdays and Fridays. So if there was a Tuesday or Friday that fell out of the month, he wouldn't mm -hmm. have done a video for them. At most, he would have eight. I don't remember noting that he did eight episodes. It seems scant. It seems like there's six. So we're zero for two in this series. Next video uh, is roast chicken, which I, I believe he fails at too. He fails at that regularly. So I, I don't hold out much hope. I don't really it's remember. It's better. I don't. This, this roast chicken is better. It, it does not complete the Cronenberg trilogy. That happens later. Yeah, no, it's not. It's way better than Cronenberg, but I, I still think there's room for improvement. We'll get to that next episode. Thank you for joining us. I think that's all we have for this one. It is. This is uh, our fifth season. This will be the second episode. Thank you for tagging along with us. And like I said, we're going to release this in place of our January 7th live stream. We're also going to do another episode that will replace our January 14th episode. We will premiere these on those respective dates. Otherwise, if you're finding us on Podbean or Spotify or iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts, and this is your first time listening to Pink Chicken and the Lazy Man, we thank you. And remember, Saturday 2 p.m. on YouTube, we do a live stream called The Boys Club. Woo! We got it! Yay! Yay! On that note, be sure to check us out. We're on Facebook, Twitter. We have a Discord, obviously YouTube. So welcome 2023 and thank you for joining us. And as always, I'm Pink Chicken Michelle. And I'm Tom the Lazy Man and we are Pink Chicken and the Lazy Man. <laughs>